1: Facebook whistleblower Frances Haugen went to Capitol Hill on Tuesday to answer lawmakers' questions about the company's harmful effects on society. She testified before a Senate Commerce Subcommittee for over three hours. And some lawmakers now think that with Haugen's testimony and the thousands of documents she leaked, they might have the catalyst they need to make real change at Facebook. Recode Shereen Ghaffari was in the room on Tuesday.
2: Watching the Mark Zuckerberg visit to Congress, you saw these huge swaths of, like, paparazzi, and the room was totally filled. This one was a little bit more low-key. There wasn't a big Facebook executive there, but there was this whistleblower,
0: and she was really the star of the show. Good afternoon, Chairman Blumenthal, Ranking Member Blackburn, and members of the subcommittee. Everyone was definitely sort of waiting with bated breath to see what she would say and how she would present herself. My name is Francis Haugen. I used to work at Facebook. I joined Facebook because I think Facebook has the potential to bring out the best in us. But I'm here today because I believe Facebook's products harm children, stoke division, and weaken our democracy.
2: This was a chance for Congress to really discuss these long standing issues that they've had with. Facebook for over a decade now, right? These senators have been grilling Facebook over the same problems, privacy, how they deal with teenagers, misinformation. And now here is this person who's an insider, who has all the details or, or, you know, many of the details about exactly how Facebook operates and where things go wrong.
3: You're armed with documents and evidence and you speak volumes as they do about how Facebook has put profits ahead of people.
2: Congress has really improved in terms of the kinds of questions that they're asking, at least in this hearing. You know, we did not see, for example, any any gaps we didn't see, like when a senator asked Facebook, how do you make money?
1: Senator, we run ads.
2: Or just last week, Senator Blumenthal asked a question about Finsta that a lot of people were, were laughing about
0: online. Senator uh, again let me explain we don't actually we don't actually do do finsta Finsta is slang for
2: for a type of account we saw very pointed questions about exactly what Facebook knows, doesn't know about, for example, how Instagram affects the mental health of teenagers. Do you know if Facebook, any of the research it conducted, attempted to quantify how many teenage girls may have taken their lives because of Mm -hmm. Facebook's products?
0: I am not aware of that
2: research. We saw really good questions about who commissions the research of Facebook, how it operates, who signs off on it, what did Mark Zuckerberg know when. They were really going at it sort of almost like a trial where they're gathering evidence.
1: Do you know if Facebook
2: made any changes when they got back that 13% of British users and 6% of American users traced their desire to kill themselves to Instagram? Do you know if they made any changes in response to that research to try to correct or mitigate that? The senators really knew what they were talking about, and they didn't sort of descend into silly questions or partisan politics like they have before.
1: And how did Haugen, the whistleblower, do?
2: She was pretty eloquent and concise in how she explains some complex topics like Facebook's algorithm
0: and how it uses that to rank its newsfeed part of why Facebook switched over to meaningful social interactions was it found that if you got more likes, more comments, more reshares, you produced more content. And so having those systems of of, um, little rewards makes people produce more content, which means we view more content and we view more ads, which makes them more money.
2: That's not exactly, you know, clean cut. If you think about something like cigarettes, right? I think that's something that The public understands how cigarettes can harm people in a much more straightforward way. But with Facebook... It's like, you know, you have to dive into how this proprietary technology works. What's the difference between a chronological news feed and an engagement based news feed? And she did all that and she laid it out pretty well. And and you could see sort of, I think, in the senator's faces, some stuff start to sort of click when she was explaining it.
1: Now, in your report for Recode, you explained how Haugen offered up a few ideas to lawmakers, sort of a, a roadmap to regulating Facebook. What does that look like? Let's go through the ideas one by one.
2: Her first big point, and probably the most central point, was that she said Facebook needs to sort of open up its black box.
0: Right now, the only people in the world who are trained to analyze these experiments, to understand what's happening inside of Facebook, are people who, you know, grew up inside of Facebook or Pinterest or another social media company. And she made a real case that researchers at Congress, at some kind of independent agency with
2: real power over Facebook, you know, that Congress actually sets up, they should be under the hood of Facebook to really understand what's going on here, how it's affecting our minds.
1: So what's the next step then?
2: Haugen really made a case that the algorithm is at the core of many of Facebook's most urgent problems and that that needs oversight from Congress. Facebook's algorithms have caused problems in the past. In 2018, they made a change in UC that according to the documents that Haugen revealed, rewarded content
0: that provoked more emotion in people, particularly anger. The algorithms are very smart in the sense that they latch on to things that people want to continue to engage with.
2: We also know that Facebook's algorithms can, at times, push teens toward toxic content, like those promoting eating disorders. At the hearing, Senator Blumenthal even talked about an experiment that his staff ran.
3: We created a fake account, my office and I did, as a teen interested in extreme dieting and eating disorders,
2: and then they started seeing just more and more and more of it and pushed, like, further
3: down that rabbit hole. That's how Instagram's algorithms can push teens into darker and darker places. Facebook's own researchers called it Instagram's, quote, perfect storm.
2: Haugen herself used to work at Google and Pinterest, so she has a lot of insight into other companies as well besides Facebook.
0: I've spent most of my career working on systems like engagement-based ranking. Facebook says we can do it safely because we have AI. You know, the the artificial intelligence will find the bad content that we know our engagement-based ranking is promoting. They've written blog posts on how they know engagement-based ranking is dangerous, but the AI will save us.
2: But she warned that Facebook's own research says they can't actually adequately identify that dangerous content.
1: So Facebook's algorithm, we know, is a huge point of concern. It's sort of what can bring us misinformation. And as you said, it can be dangerous for young people. But another thing that lawmakers often discuss when talking about Facebook is privacy. Did that come up in the hearing at all?
2: It did. And what's interesting is it came more from senators than
0: it did from Haugen herself. We look forward to getting to the truth about what Facebook is doing with users' data and how they show a lack of respect for the individuals that are on their network. You have
2: to remember that they have been pushing privacy regulation for a while now online, and it's kind of an area that it seems like they're the most comfortable regulating in some ways. Problem is, there's many bills out there over the years. None of them have passed.
0: I filed my first privacy bill when I was in the House uh, back in 2012, And I think that it will be this Congress and this subcommittee that is going to lead the way to online privacy, data security, Section 230 reforms. So you saw this idea from senators
2: that now is the time to strike and finally get something passed that will ensure that when we use Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or whatever, that we know exactly what data is being collected about us. And we have some agency to tell these companies what they can and can't do.
1: Okay, so we've got creating an external oversight agency, opening up the Facebook algorithm, creating more transparency, passing more privacy laws. Something tells me there's even more to the story when it comes to fixing Facebook.
2: Yeah, so there's one particular piece of legislation called Section 230.
3: Most America doesn't know about Section 230 and... If you pushed a lot of members of Congress, they wouldn't know either.
2: It's a landmark internet law, and what it does is basically shield tech companies from being sued by users over stuff that is on the platform. So, for example, if someone posts something defaming me on Facebook, I can sue that person for defaming me, but I can't sue Facebook.
3: You have no recourse.
2: A lot of senators and Haugen herself are supportive of reforming Section
0: 230 to say that we should rethink if we should give this shield to tech companies. Facebook made a statement in a legal proceeding recently where they said they had the right to mislead the court because they had immunity, right? That 230 gave them immunity. So why should they have to tell the truth about what they're showing?
3: Which is kind of- Shocking. Well, it is shocking to a lawyer Yeah. Uh, Which some of us are. Uh, It's also utter disregard and contempt for the rule of law.
2: Reforming this legislation would be hugely controversial. It would open up not just Facebook, but all these smaller social media companies to lawsuits. So if I wanted to go start a blogging website platform tomorrow, I'd potentially be drowning in legal fees if anything everyone said on there could be used against me and used to sue my company. So a lot of people have argued that reforming Section 230 could hurt Facebook, but it could actually hurt these smaller players more. And that's why Haugen seemed to be really nuanced in the way that she wanted to change this law. And she said that we should hold Facebook responsible, not for the stuff that people post individually, like a comment that someone leaves, but we should hold Facebook responsible legally for their algorithm. If Facebook's algorithm is shown to, you know, promote harmful content more than you know helpful content, that's where you should be able to sue the company for wrongdoing.
1: So you said that Mark Zuckerberg wasn't there. Was anybody from Facebook there? And what was the company's response to the hearing?
2: So no one from Facebook was at this week's hearing, but last week they did send a VP, Antigone Davis. The week prior, they also sent another executive to talk about some of the you know, issues that have been going on and the whistleblower's revelations as reported in the Wall Street Journal. Now, that being said, I think who Congress really wants to talk to here is clearly Mark Zuckerberg. And they repeatedly asked for him and they repeatedly criticized him for not showing up.
3: Mark Zuckerberg ought to be looking at himself in the mirror today. And yet, rather than taking responsibility and showing leadership, Mr. Zuckerberg is going sailing.
2: We did see Zuckerberg respond on his Facebook later in that day, and he essentially struck a very defiant tone. He did not apologize for any of the documents, revelations coming out of this whistleblower's testimony. And he basically said that he thinks, you know, the company is being misrepresented here and that the fact that they do research at all on the harms of their platform shows that they do care and that they are doing all that they can to protect their users. And he says a lot of this is being taken out of context, like the Instagram research. He says that overall, most people on teenagers on Instagram feel better about themselves. So, you know, documents are only one part of the picture, and maybe there is some stuff that deserves fuller context. I think the message from Congress, at least, is Facebook, if you have something to say, you know, bring on up your executives, bring Mark Zuckerberg there, and why doesn't he he get into it and really explain himself?
1: So, Shereen, we've talked about a lot of these ideas on the show in the past, and we've also talked about how this Facebook scandal feels different. Do you think we'll see some meaningful change after gearing from the whistleblower?
2: You know, I think there is a chance that this whistleblower's revelations will, in the long term... Lead to some kind of change in how regulators deal with Facebook. Now, will this come overnight? No. I mean, keep in mind, Congress is right now sorting out how to even pass a basic budget to fund the U.S. government, right? We're on the brink of a government shutdown come December if they don't figure this out. So it's hard with the kind of gridlock that we have to predict that things are going to move anytime soon on this. That being said, I do think we're seeing remarkable bipartisanship. We're seeing members of Congress who normally can't agree on anything, agree that something needs to be done here about Facebook. This whistleblower is acting as a catalyst She is literally saying, Congress, you need to act now. We need help. You need to do something. Here's the evidence that there's a problem. In the long term, she is contributing to this greater awareness, this greater pressure, and this greater anger, really, on the part of Congress toward a company they feel is being a bad actor and is not respecting them and even showing up.
3: I want to give you my heartfelt gratitude for your courage, and strength in coming forward as you have done, standing up to one of the most powerful, implacable corporate giants in the history of the world.
2: So I think that's all we're gonna have for now. There are some talks about maybe uh, issuing a subpoena to Mark Zuckerberg later to come to Congress. So we'll see what happens.
1: Shereen, thanks for joining us. I'm sure this is not the last we'll hear of the Facebook whistleblower and the scandal.
2: Definitely not.
1: This is Recode Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. This episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by Melissa Ponce from Hemlock Creek Productions. Do you have a large cache of internal Facebook documents you'd like our reporters to see? Or any tip for that matter? Email us, recodedaily at recode.net.